The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr. I want to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusades of Cast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station XD TV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KPSC, Channel 13 Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on Station KB TV, Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KBVU TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on Station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on Station KOTR TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 p.m. on Station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with a sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon a landmark in Cali for 97 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hans Sr. in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you close to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, Saints, wherever you are, in the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. In John 12, 26, it reads, If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my Father honor. Are you ready, viewers, to lift up your Christ and follow the Lord? Listen as our church choir under the leadership of Emilia Hahn sing this song entitled, Follow Jesus. 
Accompanying them will be Edith Matsuki on the piano, Rose Bachel Carter on the organ. Our church band's first selection under my direction is an upbeat and robust tune entitled Sing to the Lord. And what better way to lift the name of Jesus but through music and songs of praise and thanksgiving. 
We are blessed this morning with the voice of our solo trusty associate pastor Evansville Sr. as he sings unto the Lord this uplifting and inspiring song entitled, His Eye is on the Sparrow. Accompanying our solos will be Mason Asano Sr. on the guitar, associate pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Iris Lock on the drums, and yours truly on the piano. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. For his eye is on the sparrow. And I know 
Make the choice to be blood washed, water washed, spirit filled, and living the life. We are choosing to put Jesus first in our lives, the author and finisher of our faith. We must follow him till the trump of God sounds and Jesus calls us home to be forever by his side. As our choir's second choice, they will sing the song entitled Ready Lord. Show me, Lord, the service you 
A delightful instrumental selection will be done by the strings section of our church band as they play together this encouraging tune entitled, Great is Thy Faithfulness. In Hebrews 11.6, it reads, But without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him.
Our ever-popular and robust Mint Crusaders will lift their voices of praise to the Lord in this jovial song entitled, The Hallelujah Side. It is a pleasure to dedicate this wonderful song to a well-deserving individual in the house of the Lord. She is Irish Lock of Oahu, Hawaii. Your labor of love and sacrifice for the furtherance of the gospel work will not go unrewarded. May Jesus continue to pour out bountiful blessings, pressed down and flowing in this life and that to come. Have a bright and blessed Sunday, Iris. Once a sinner found of Jesus, I was perishing with cold. But the blessed Savior heard me when I cried. Then he put his robe around me and he led me to his fold. And I'm living on the hallelujah side. Oh, glory be to Jesus, let the hallelujahs roll. Help me ring the Savior's praises far and dazzle and her dreams yet i envy not her vanities and pride for my soul looks up to heaven where the golden sunlight gleams and i'm living on the hallelujah side oh glory be to jesus let the hallelujahs grow help me ring the savior's praises far and Shouting glory just outside my mansion door Where I'm living on the hallelujah side Oh, glory be to Jesus, let the hallelujahs go Help me ring the Savior's praises far and wide For I've opened up toward heaven all the windows of my soul Let the hallelujahs grow. Help me ring the Savior's 
And praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for a viewing audience, especially if you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now, concerning our schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. L. Verio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services, regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now, I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. The signs of the times are upon us because the hearts of men are turning towards ungodliness. Today, there is an unbelievable amount of turmoil all over the world brought on by man's hate, greed, and desire for supreme power. Therefore, it is more important than ever to seek and find Jesus. I pray that my sermon entitled Prayer and the Coming Election will give you the opportunity to consider what Jesus has to offer you if you will but hear his voice. I caution you, don't reject the word of God. And above all, don't reject the Lord. Hopefully in due time, others will be able to see Jesus in you rather than merely you in you. Always bear in mind, many are called, but few are chosen. If you want to spend eternity in paradise with the Lord, 
then you want to be among the chosen. Let us begin with the sermon. Every four years, we have a presidential election in America. This is an election year. Several months before the November election, date, two well-known political parties meet in conventions to nominate men for the presidency. A platform is adopted and speeches are made. The outcome is that usually two men become the nominees for this coveted office. On election day in November, the people go to the polls and vote for the man of their choice. It is a privilege and a duty of every American citizen to do so. However, I want you to consider another man for nomination. The man I'm talking about is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior of your souls and the Lord of your life. I recommend him to you today, tomorrow, and for all eternity. From past experiences, you know that at such political conventions, you will hear the worst things from an opposing candidate where the other is concerned. Someone once remarked, it is strange, but I do believe you Americans are running the two worst men in your country for the presidency. But let me tell you this, no one can say anything derogatory about Jesus. As Pilate said, I find no fault in this man. He was holy, harmless, undefiled, and separate from sinners, and yet he had contact with them so as to work for their salvation. Jesus is the eternal Son of God. He existed with the Father before the world began. Read John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. If we went back into the past, we would find Jesus in the bosom of the Father, as we read in John 1.18. No man had seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father. He hath declared Him. It is true that Jesus was born nearly 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem. He was conceived of the Holy Ghost and born of the Virgin Mary. This was God's way of sending His Son into this world. Read in John 1.14, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. God could have sent Him fully grown, but God desired that He grow up as a normal human child would. He wanted His Son to experience all the trials and temptations which mankind had to endure so that He could help us in the time of need. How wonderful it is to be the Son of the eternal God. He had the power to still the storms and calm the seas. He had the power to save, to heal the sick, afflicted, and the brokenhearted as well. Yes, Jesus, the Son of God, was endowed with His Father's power. We read in Matthew 28, 18, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. There was no sin in Him. He was made sin for us. Can you imagine a man living in this world and never having a simple thought, word, or deed? You can't imagine anyone being that flawless, but Jesus was more than a mere mortal. He was the Almighty God Himself. A man cannot walk through a stream and not get his feet wet. A man cannot handle fire without getting burned. Neither can he live in a sin-cursed, devil-may-care world without being stained by sin. But Jesus came into the sinful world, walked through it, and touched men full of sin. Yet, never was he tainted with sin himself. When he walked through the world, he walked as a man, in fact, as a servant of mankind. Reading Mark 10, 44-45, And whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be servant of all. 
For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. He proved this by spending every moment on earth in service to others. In other words, he practiced what he preached. When he met the blind man on the road, his touch caused that man to see. When he encountered a deaf man, the deaf man acquired his hearing. When Jesus came across a crippled man, that man was healed and he walked, leaped, and praised God. A dying leper approached him, and soon the leper was made every wood whole. We find that some can be very unappreciative as we read of the ten lepers who were cleansed in Luke 17, 17, 19. And Jesus answering said, Where there are not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give God give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way, thy faith and made thee whole. Jairus wept over his dead daughter. But soon that child was brought back to life. What did Jesus get in return for all his good deeds and work? He charged no fees. Neither did he have to tell anyone to come back again. One touch and prayer were sufficient. His only concern was with serving others. This was his joy and reward. Freely received, freely he gave. He is the only savior of this lost and dying world. He came into the world not merely to teach or heal, but to save souls. The salvation of the soul is more precious than the healing of the body. Jesus tells us in Mark 8, 36 and 37, For what shall a prophet a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? From heaven he looked down and saw men in their sins, plunging headlong to death and hell. Therefore he came to this world in the likeness of man and later went to the cross to save mankind. The Lord wants you. The Lord wants to save you. Let us read in 1 Peter 1, 1-4. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit until obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Used by God and man, elect or election means choice or chosen. The Lord loves you and me. He predestinated our lives before we were born into this world. God's elect or God's chosen is a form of spiritual bond between God and man unto repentance through the blood of Jesus Christ. We become God's chosen people. Therefore, election is a sovereign act of God in grace, whereby certain are chosen from among mankind for himself. It is a sovereign act of God whereby certain elect persons are chosen for distinctive service to Him. In other words, God calls many into His fold, but few are chosen to do God's divine will in administering the gospel to others. You must be called of God and not man. Man cannot ordain you to do God's will. Man is not spiritually divine, whereas God is sovereign over all dominion. Since He created the heavens and the earth and the people therein, Today, 
Man creates prospects to campaign for the office of president, vice president, governor, or mayor. The people of America sit, watch, and listen to all potential candidates and their colorful and enticing speeches. Most likely, promises that are made will not be as candidates profess about, but do not fulfill the great needs of America. Where are the God-fearing candidates? America needs God-fearing men to rule over God's dominion. When man is elected by God and ordained for God's purpose, then he will see spacious skies, amber waves of grain, purple mountain majesties, and will crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. However, God is calling people from everywhere to come and be his special elect. He came to save those who sought him. Let us read Deuteronomy 7, 6-7. For thou, art an un for thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God had chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. Above all people that are upon the face of the earth, the Lord did not set his love upon you, nor chose you because you were more in number than any people, for you were the fewest of all people. God did not look for the multitude. As stated earlier, many are called, but few are chosen. Those who are water-washed, blood-washed, spirit-filled, and walking in the light are God's chosen generation, as you read in 1 Peter 2.9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people that he should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Yes, you can be one of God's elected and peculiar person. For God has not called us unto wrath, but called us to be one of his chosen people, a member of a royal priesthood, and called us out of darkness to join his marvelous light. The Lord loves you and wants to save you. Let us reflect on 2,000 years ago when a man came with his light, came to Jesus one night. He had heard Jesus preaching and wanted to know how he could enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus told him it is imperative you heed the command. Ye must be born again. What does the term born again mean? It is the only way you can enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Why must he be born again? Well, firstly, the Lord declared as much. Therefore, why argue about it? When he who is the Son of God says, you must be born again. Secondly, you have a sinful nature. For the Bible tells us all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. The nature we all receive from our first father, Adam, is fallen, corrupt, and deprived. And lastly, you cannot save yourself. Neither can your minister or church do it. To be born of water is to be baptized in water, by immersion, as you read in John 3, 5, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of the Spirit is to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. And there is but one documentation in the Bible which cites how the receiving of the Holy Ghost by an individual can be substantiated or verified. Furthermore, in what name are we to be baptized so that we may receive the remission of our sins and the gift of the Holy Ghost? There is only one saving name. It is Jesus, of course. Read in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
two wonderful promises are professed and assured in that one verse. The remission of sins. God removes one's sins as far as the east is from the west and remembers them no more. And when God forgives, he forgets. And secondly, the gift of the Holy Ghost. We leads one to eternal life. For if that self-same spirit which raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken our mortal bodies by his spirit. Thus we see how important the name of Jesus is. We read in Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. In other words, outside the name of Jesus, one cannot be saved. Yes, Jesus was born to die to give a second birth. He is going to be our final judge. Read in Acts 17.31, Because he hath appointed a day, in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he had raised from the dead. Here is a fact that ought to cause every man to stop, think, and listen. One can go through life enjoying the pleasures of sin for a season. But remember, there will come a day of judgment, a payday. In Hebrews, the ninth chapter, 27 verse, we read, It is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. There is no salvation after death. So there is no sense in baptizing for the dead that is taking the places in the ranks left vacant by those who have died. If you have not been born again, Today is a day of salvation if you will just heed his voice. In Mark 16, 16, we find that Jesus declared, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. This scripture tells us that Jesus was speaking of living persons being baptized, not deceased ones. Furthermore, all you have to do is believe. The understanding comes later as one progresses spiritually with the Lord. Yes, there is a judgment beyond death. There is no escaping that judgment. Wealth, power, and position will not help one escape. Every man, whether he be rich or poor, great or small, must stand before the judgment bar of God. And this Jesus who loved you and died for the sins of the world and who knows about you will sit upon the throne as your judge and jury. Today, you have the chance to escape that dreadful judgment by accepting Jesus as your personal Savior. Paul tells us in Hebrews 2, 3, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord, and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. Now let's digress a little from our message. Any nation which loses its sense of values and sets its focus on gold, silver, stocks, bonds, houses, lands, property, and pleasure needs prayer. Today, the picture of advertising via the media has settled at the level of covetousness. It tries to create within people the desire for things they can do without. The impression left is that life consists in the abundance of things a man possesses. 
his fancy cars, more luxurious homes, more expensive wardrobes, more gadgets, and more impressifications than that of the Joneses. There are many foolish men in the world. They are already rich, and yet they want more riches so that they will be able to eat and drink sumptuously and be merry. However, one day the Lord is going to require that soul to leave the world the same way he entered, and that is empty-handed. Jesus tells us the following in Luke 16, 14 to 15, and the Pharisees also, who recovered voice, heard all of these things, and they derided him. And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination the sight of God. That nation which permits laws to be broken, crime to be ignored, justice to be scorned, and riots, drunkenness, pornography, drugs, and immorality to prevail needs prayers. Proverbs 14, 34 says, Righteousness is exalted a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And prayer is exactly what every true born-again believer should do. We read in 1 Timothy 2, 1, 2, 3, I exalt therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. Throughout its history, it is doubtful that the political leaders of America have ever been in more dire need of prayers than those of today. We see that some candidates become involved in various kinds of scandals, not befitting one who is running for the highest office of the land, the presidency of the United States. All they have to do is repent. And God is calling for America to repent. We read in 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter, the 14th verse, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. In this verse, we find there are four steps mentioned as being necessary for the Lord's blessing upon his people. Humility, prayer, devotion, and repentance. In the history of Israel and Judah, God did bless the people when they sought him and turned from their wicked ways. But whenever they became involved in sin and idolatry, God sent judgment upon them rather than blessing. During election time, everyone campaigned so hard for their candidate to get elected. Would to God they would use some of their vigor, vitality for the Lord. When the campaigning is over and the newly elected take office, who will get the job, top jobs? Right. Those who have spent themselves helping the candidate get elected will be the chosen ones. The workers expect to be rewarded for their labors and reign with the winner. On the other hand, not all will be winners. I can assure each of you in the viewing audience that if you campaign for Jesus in this life, you will be rewarded in the next life to come. And that promise is from the Lord. The promise of man is like the weather, on and off. With Jesus, you don't have to have status wealth, or prestige. Jesus is preparing his church to rule and reign with him. And who do you think will get the top jobs in heaven? You guess right. Those who have labored diligently will, of course. The Word of God tells us the government shall be upon his shoulders. All true born-again believers desiring a top job with Jesus throughout eternity must qualify for it in this life. Remember, once this life is over, the opportunity to qualify and work toward this end will be gone. 
The phrase, only one life, will soon be passed. Only what's done for Jesus in this life will last. Read in Mark 8, 36. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? The Lord wants you. The Lord wants your heart, your love, and devotion. Therefore, I say to my viewing audience, you don't need exterior decorating. You need interior regenerating. God has his own sovereign and divine ways of raising up and setting aside rulers. Then it tells us that the most high God rules in the kingdom of men and that he appointed over it whomsoever he will. Therefore, whoever is elected, whether we like it or not, it is of the Lord's will, for God is a judge. He put it down one and set it up another. No rule exercises control except as God permits. Under normal circumstances, the Christian must be obedient to the laws of the land. This does not mean that he should obey regulations that are immoral or anti-Christian. In such cases, it is his duty to obey God rather than man. So pray for America. Pray in the assurance that he will answer. One thing is sure, we know that the Lord Jesus is not running for office. He has already run the race. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of his hands. For the final selection of church band, we'll close this program with a tune entitled, Yes, I Know.
preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.